Your favorite favorites are back. Welcome to a new episode of Crayon vs. Culture, hosted by LaShonda. My black community, why are we like this? Along with Fee. What I'm saying, let's look within our own country, people. And Ace. Then on top of that, how can you trust, you know, these new people that come around you? And they're the cast of Crayon vs. Culture. Welcome to another episode of Crayon vs. Culture. It's your girl, Shonda, and I'm joined today by, it's just Ace. She yes, um, is under the weather. She's not with us, so it's just Ace. But we have a special guest, up and coming Liberian artist. His name is Rennie. Rennie, say hi. Hey, guys. Hey. Um, so, yeah, we, it, um, we met Rennie during the uh, 1847 festival that was here in Atlanta um, and we interviewed him but um, unfortunately that we wanted to give him just for you know bringing him to, to you know the masses so we're here to you know get that one-on-one conversation with him. Um, Ronnie so just to get this started um, where are you from? I'm originally from Liberia I was born in Liberia. But I mean, okay, all right. You're you're from. You was born there, okay. But I met like as far as the state. Uh, currently, I live in Atlanta. Okay, he's living in the A um, with us. Um, I didn't know that until I saw him. Um, is there a a way or a word that you would use to describe the type of music that um that you create? Um, if I if I could use a word to describe the type of music I make. I would say it's it's not pretentious. I don't try to do anything like difficult. Like I just make music. I, it's a vibe. My music is a vibe. You listen to my music. You can listen to my music driving like an hour trip, or if you're just in your room just chilling, you want to turn up. I got music for everything. So my, I just I think my music my music is just a vibe. I don't try to be. The double entendres, I don't say the coolest bars or the hardest stuff, but I make vibe music. Speaking of your music, uh, I'm glad that we were, were given the opportunity to actually research because I went through all your, your, look, your catalog on Apple. I went through. I went <laughs> from the EP Blase of the Playboy. So I could definitely tell yeah. the, um, the evolution within a four year span. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, one, how do you come up with your titles of like your EPs? Like, where does that come from? What is that process? Uh, is it a team thing, or are you just whatever? The titles of my EP. Mm-hmm. My titles of my EPs is the current state of my life. So Blase was when mm. I was in Boston. I was still at, yeah, I was still in high school. I was kind of like over like the whole routine of just doing the same thing over and over, over and over. You know, so I just felt like it was blasé. So when I made that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 right there, the being redundant, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, so like, okay, so also like, like you gave me a different vibe on EEP. Like I'm gonna kind of compare, like a sound. Not calling you this person or these people, but who I thought of as I was going through like the different EPs. So. Blase, I got a, again, not comparing you, but I got a Tyrese feel. What I mean by that is it was almost like you was having a conversation with somebody and you was being very intimate and intentional 
with what you were saying, you know what I mean? So then you go to Outsiders Pride. I'm going to skip one, you know what I mean? But Outsiders Pride, I got the, the weekend vibes, you know what I'm saying? Again, I compare you to, to him, but that's how, I, that's how I felt. It was more upbeat, more like... I thought he took, he took, he took different chances on that one. Yeah, you know what I mean? And then Playboy, I kind of feel like his turn, of course, in 2022, it's almost like now you, you 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 got the recipe. You know exactly what you're doing, and you know how to put it out. Um, can you explain your evolution? I know it's, I know you said it, it's, it's about a feeling and what you were going through at the time, but what's your what's your thought process when you're creating these these projects? You know what I'm saying? As far as catching the vibe, are you are you going through certain situations to where you want to speak about it, or you're speaking from life experiences to friends? relatives, relationships, or just what you see the world dealing with? Like, what's your creative process like? Uh, my creative process is usually good. Isaiah was when I got, I got, uh, it was a high school crush that I left. It was 2018. It was out of high school. She was going to a different college. That kind of inspired that. Um, outside of Pride, I was being experimental. But most of my music comes from, like, love, like, life experiences, like just stuff I'm going through personally. Like, I don't try to speak on political issues. Well, I've never tried to speak on political issues. I'm not saying that's not. Uh, you don't stick to your area. Up, but it's easy to. <laughs> yeah, I'm to my area. Plus, it's easy. To, it's so easy to self force. Like, you're trying to yeah. be like that person that stand up for the masses. Stuff. And most of the time, they say the, um, the opinion is popularly swayed to like the masses. Maybe the minority knows. Uh-oh. Oh, we lost him. Let's try to get him back. <laughs> Let's see. He was he was glitching a little. Yeah. Uh-oh. I think I, I see. I I'm see some. Uh, I'm back. No, you're good. You must be Hello? going to one of them tunnels. Yeah, can you hear us? Yeah. Yeah, I can okay. hear you guys. Okay. Um no, he, was, he left off at saying yeah. he, said, he was talking about the masses and minorities. Oh, yeah, I'm not, not actually. Uh, I try to hear stuff, so I have an issue like that. Plus, I'm not, I don't have like firm belief in anything. I grew up, I had to own a lot of things that I do. So I kind of question a lot of things before giving in to like what the masses is saying or just believing what like it's like the the norm. Okay. I could see that. But um for me, um for me I enjoyed the Playboy uh EP. Um I was actually listening to it a lot today for work. Um what what was one second I'm about to get a um I'm about to get a better internet connection. Okay. So go ahead. No, I was asking you for Playboy, the title. Where did that title come um, from? Is that the place you are in your life? Like because <laughs> you were saying you said some interesting things on um what is it? Same thing? I was like, oh yeah, okay. same thing. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Playboy's the actually it's a bomb. It's a bomb. Yeah, appreciate it. Playboy was recorded in three weeks. It took me three weeks to put everything together. That was like a spontaneous. After 
song and I snipped it on my Instagram, my Instagram story. And oh. Everybody loved it. I, the feedback I got was amazing. Yeah, everybody loved it. And then people around me were like, yo, just go with that. Like, it's a summertime. We're not trying to listen to no art. Yeah. Just, like, we need the vibes in the dance. It, it it definitely makes you wanna you know hit a little a little groove. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I'm just like, wait, hold on. I was like, oh, I think this is gonna be the song that I like on this album. You performed that at the um, 1847, didn't you? Yeah. It, it, it sounded familiar. I was like, this song sounds very familiar. This is what he was saying on stage. Okay. This is what he was. That was. Yeah. That was <laughs> <laughs> that was like, you were saying that was on stage, yeah. Um, yeah. I was just trying to get him settled. Yeah, I'm settled. Okay. I'm, yeah, I'm out of my... Uh, I'm out of my natural habitat. But not out of your natural habitat, like you're, <laughs> like you're, like you're an animal. <laughs> I, I can't. Um... <laughs> But um, you said it took you three weeks. So with this album, I for me, I can hear. I heard freedom. I heard. I heard you in your pocket more. Um, I heard you just just riding the beat and just going with the vibe. Was that your attention? Because you released this yeah, in June. Was, yeah, that was yeah. The, um, this was the most effortless EP ever. It just it came so easily. It came so easily because I've always wanted to do like Afro, Afro beat stuff. I've always wanted to do Afrobeat stuff, and then when I started recording, it just came so effortlessly. It was just flowing. It felt like it was something I was I've been supposed to do. So from now, I don't, I'm talking about like the fall, the whole fall R and B um tape. I don't know if I even want to read that anymore. I just want to keep doing the R and B, the uh, the Afro stuff because it's it's taking off. Like I just signed a management deal. I'm about to be in Europe in like two weeks. It's like everything's just working for the better. Yeah, that's what's up. That's cool. Real cool. That's what's up. So with, with the beats that you use, did you create them or were they were they something that you know people brought to you or whatever? Did you play around with it? Do you produce or write and do all that on your albums? Yeah, I write. Um I'm not opposed to having writers and stuff like that, but most of the all my songs I've I've put out I've written in myself. I, but I'm not opposed to having a writer. If you have an idea you want if you think I could be the best person to present it to the world, by all means I'll try my best to, you know. To relay that message, but I've never had writers. I write my own songs. I engineer my own songs. The only project I did not engineer was Blase. Like I went to the studio for Blase, but outside of Pride, that's when I first started. You could hear like the the rawness, like the novice, like mm-hmm. start. Yeah, like I didn't mix it correctly, but that is like a timeline, like a digital timeline. People could go back and see and be like, oh yeah, this and is that's like- when you can hear the progression to mm-hmm. to this. But, yeah. But yeah, I I engineer, make some master my own stuff. Um, the, but for the beats, um, I usually get beats sent to me. But I have friends that make beats. I just started making beats too. I'm I'm good with the drums, but I don't know how to play the keys and all that. But yeah, mm-hmm. I kind of be first and everything. What the main reason I started engineering and producing was I used to get a hundred dollars allowance a month, and then I used to go to the studio. It was like a it was fifty dollars an hour, so I had to write the song already, have to beat down, and just go like not. Mm-hmm. On Blase, most of the songs sound rushed. That's cause that's why. Cause I had a you limit. Had two hours. <laughs> oh yeah, that studio time cost, man. You gotta come in there ready. You come in there playing around. <laughs> You're right. Come on, take now. 
I had to get it done, yeah. But I'm happy with where I'm at right now. I have up, I have my own studio. Like all that paid off. Like I know how to engineer my own stuff. I can record whenever I want to record. I don't have to like book a studio time. Yeah. The only so thing you I do, do you do all that at home, in home. Like you have an in-home space that you do all of this engineering, producing, and writing, and and cutting your records. Yes, ma'am. The only thing I do is send it off of mastering. Ah. That's way cheaper. Yeah. Way cheaper than doing everything out of studio and having somebody do it. That's awesome. Y'all hear that? Y'all hear that? And I, and then the reason I respect what you're doing, I'm running, is because you're you're basically no one can basically make a fool out of you because you're basically you're taking your craft into your own hands, and that's a come you can tell like, hey, you're serious about what it is that you're doing, and like you you've put time in, so you kind of know like the ins and outs. So that you don't see a lot of that these days. You get a lot of um, generic artists and stuff like that, but for you to be that raw with it, that's yeah. that's that that's dope for me. That's pretty that's pretty dope. Seriously, um, looking at wasting their time, you go to the studio just for an hour, like, yeah, they're just trying to get you out of there. Like, oh yeah, record whatever. They don't take their time, they don't try to like see the vision, how you want it to sound. So And then a lot like, of people try to get you in this box, but from what I saw at the 1847 um festival, you you're kinda you know, like free. Like you don't really care and you you said something interesting, and I want to see if you you probably say it again. What's who's the artist that you look up to? Freddie Mercury. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> I find it. I find it very interesting because a, hell, yeah. like being people don't even know who the hell is Freddie Mercury. You know what uh, I'm saying? And for you to even go that deep in your bag and say Freddie Mercury, um, I I think. I think that's dope. And then Hell, for you to say that. Freddie, I didn't know who that was until you said something. I'm like, who's who Freddie Mercury? Who's Freddie Mercury? Man, the greatest showman ever. Like, and the thing about Freddie Mercury, and it kind of makes sense for him to be your favorite artist, he, he constantly took Queen to an, another level. You know what I'm saying? It was constantly, it was never like, oh, they got the same project, the same, the same Freddie. You got it. It's constantly evolved. Yeah. You know, oh, so, so go ahead. Oh no, you uh, you unless you think before I ask my question. Yeah, no, I just think that's um that's that's smart. Um, and I think that's dope. Like you're you know you're not the typical artist that gives some you know typical artist. Like you you're you're way out your bag with that one. So I I dig it. But Ace, go ahead. Oh yeah, so I brought this up on um. Uh, what was that two Saturdays ago? Because I had just seen you get off the stage, you know what I mean? So you still was kind of in performance mode, hype, and you had a lot of energy. So it's perfect that I asked this now because you see, right now you're mellow, laid back, you're just chilling or whatever. So everybody that was uh, the people that did not witness his performance, this guy has a lot of energy, he's a different person when he gets on yeah. that stage, like as far as you can tell. He's in his craft, you know what I mean? So explain to the people how you um, pretty much transform into really the artist opposed to the guy that, you know, this, you know, this everyday person just chilling or whatever, because you definitely have a different level you get to when you get on that stage. Like I, I, I witnessed it and it was a, uh, it was great. Yeah, my first time in the studio was 2017 and I, any artist that 
been working on their craft for a long time. They know it's it's so hard to get attention. It's so hard to get like an audience. It's hard to get like eyes on you, like a magnifying glass. So whenever I get that opportunity to show people what I've been working on in a, in a closet, in my room, like I'm putting blankets over my head so I get a better recording. Mm-hmm. I'm doing, I'm watching YouTube videos to study how to like to do layers, how to EQ my own music, to compress it. Like all that that I do in the, in the hitting, I feel the need. I, I feel the, like, I feel compelled to mm-hmm. under, underserve myself. Like, It'll be a disservice to myself if I go on stage and then all the hard work that I've put in the in the background when people weren't looking and then just my I've been working on my issues. I've been working. Like I love this. Like I do this for real. Like I'm- So so when did you um uh because um being from Atlanta, I did dabble in music for a second. I remember when I started. Um, I was pretty nervous because I pretty much, that wasn't something I was used to. Um, Did you kind of hit the ground running or did you have to kind of find your voice and also just your presence or it wasn't just a natural thing off rip? Like, when did you realize? It was not a, um, I I always been a shy person, even when I was younger. My aunts, they would pay me to like sing and stuff because I always loved singing. Like I was singing popular radio songs. So when their friends come around, they would pay me to sing and I would like perform for them. But as I go, as I grew older, you know, you kind of lose your child. Like you kind of lose it. You you lose the kid in you. You start caring about what people think, like how they might see you, like you messing up, stuff like that. The world isn't like your oyster anymore. It's like you're just programmed to be safe, if that makes sense to be safe you're not taking as much risk as you so yeah but i started every opportunity i had to get on stage to be in front of people i took it like in high school i remember they had a concert i sang it was terrible um because my voice was trembling i was so nervous my stomach was turning but (laughs) what i would say to any artist coming up is do it scared do it afraid do it nervous do it tired just do it just show up that's the mean, that's the mean thing is just show up. And that's actually great advice because, like I said, I did uh, try my hand at it, but uh, not thinking, you know, I was on the rap side, but, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a different story for a different day. You know, this is about ringing this, this evening. So <laughs> <laughs> um, that's very good advice because, as you said, I think people that come, go into music, especially, you're trying to do what you think is popular and what people want to hear opposed to being genuine and being yourself and allow the music to uh, speak for itself. So I think that's very great advice for anyone coming up in the game to when you do go in, don't do it for other people, do it for yourself. And, you know, the genuine effort is going to allow the fans to, to come. And yeah. Yeah, that, that's a real thing. And I, and I, and I, and I commend you for giving that, that information. Yeah, that's good advice. Yeah, um, and and you can tell, like, that's why, like, you were one of the people, like, oh, no, we got to redo um, that interview because your your aura, your vibe was just there, and it's just, like, you really passionate about what, you, what you're what doing. Like you said, you put all this work in, you're not about to get on the stage and play it small. You're about to be bigger than life, and then when you're done, all right, I'm going to go back to my chill mode, but while I'm out here, y'all going to feel this, you know? So I definitely felt that vibe, and 
you definitely had the audience hype too. But I was like, wait, who's that? But before um, we had interviewed you, by yourself, it was all you. Right, right. <laughs> he was he was by one man band. Like, he was he was with it. Um, but no, before we even interviewed you that day, I heard little you know things about you or whatever. And the organizer uh, for the AC Forty Seven, she was like, "No, you have to interview this person." And I was like, "Okay, I don't really, I don't even know who that is because I haven't really been on IG like that and stuff like that. Just you know, the grind, being an adult is real." Um, but <laughs> so you know, then when I saw you perform, I was like, "Oh, this is why." Okay, like, yep, y'all, y'all heard it here first. Up and coming, like up and coming, and I love that you're so proud to be Liberian and um, to represent for the culture. Um, I, I would say, I, would, I guess I want to ask you, what's your favorite thing about being Liberian since we met at the, the 1847 Festival? What's your favorite thing? My favorite thing about being Liberian is definitely the sense of humor and the food. Food is always it for Liberians. We've had so many Liberians. What, what do you enjoy so much about our culture? Food is always in the conversation, each and every time, it's one hundred percent. It's always gonna be food. It's gonna come up. <laughs> okay, with that being said, you went with food. What's your favorite food? <laughs> I have to say, cassava leaves. Oh, oh, there you go. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I love that. I, yeah, if you don't know, we all, know. We all on, on one accord as Liberians when it comes to that food. I'm telling you. What cassava? What? <laughs> Like, I don't think I've ever met any Liberian that don't eat cassava And if you don't, I'm just looking at you like. Yeah, no. This is crazy. Because I No, you give you give American and American person cassava leaf, they're never gonna leave. You're they're never gonna go away. It's just like it's universal. It's like the it's like the most unknown thing that's the most popular thing. Like they don't know about it until they try it. You know what I mean? That's and then it's like, where's that green rice? That's my that's son's a- favorite dish. And he's, of course, he's of Liberian descent because I am, but he's American American. You know, his mom's from it and everything. But that's one Liberian dish he always asks, you know, my mom to, to make <laughs> Liberian cassoli. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kind of love it. So, um, Renny, as you, as you elevate and go through your career, because, you know, I, I know, I know you're going to do big things. Um, do you plan on, you know, going back to LIB, doing some things there, like what, having a concert there? Like, where do you, where do you see yourself? Mm, was it 2022 in like five years with your music? Yeah, that's one of the reason. Um, one of the reason, a motivating reason I do this is to give back to Liberian artists. Like, we don't have the best facilities. We don't have the best developmental like structure to develop art to develop youth like if a librarian kid were to come to up to his parent and be like i want to be an artist so i want to make music look at you like what's wrong with you you're not you're gonna be a bum like you have no yo i got a story <laughs> about that <laughs> that's dumb <laughs> like that that mindset i would love to change that because look at nigeria like most of the multi-millionaires that came from nigeria came from the entertainment industry like they came, they came from believing in like uh, uh, something that other people could not see and they had investors to put money behind them and they had the structure, they had the push, they had the right voices around them. I feel like we could do that too. We just need the resources. So one of my main reasons 
of really doing this and going as hard is so I can be big enough so others can be bigger than me. And if I could be part so of you want to you want to start and then bring others along is what you're trying to do. Okay, that's what's up. Do you have yeah. any like? Before you, go ahead. Before you, I had a question in regards to what you just said because I think it's very um, important or intriguing. Uh, you being a Liberian artist, um, do you believe it's more of our culture not having the resources, or it being in competition with each other? not understanding the reason, you know, not understanding the ultimate goal or a combination of the two. Uh, what do you think it is? Because you didn't compare Nigeria. Nigeria artists, they, they stay together. You know they stay I mean? together. So what do you I think? think it's a combination of the two. But yeah, there is a lot of competition. People with like, even on social media, I see a lot of like brand, like artists, like in like disagreement with each other. Like we're not in cahoots. Like we're not working together to build up. Like, even in Atlanta, the reason I, artists is coming out of Atlanta all the time is because they all like work together. They all at the same studio. They mm -hmm. they they keep like the, they hang the label mates, they hang out together. The label heads, they hang out together. So you know they're constantly trying to help each other, like build each other up. But Liberia is like a crab mentality. It's like if I can't have it, you can't have it. Right. And that's what and look what that we as a people need to bring more attention to that in uh, because I think it's um it comes from trauma, of course, and just um, just a, a habit of how everybody grows up over there. And that you know, we, we come over here. The, the ones that were born here or uh, came over at a young age kind of have the understanding like it doesn't have to be that way. And yeah. you know, that's the way to look at it. But of course, you know, unfortunately, that's a lot of the mentality over there. As far as like, I need to get it first instead of getting it together. Sometimes, like we say stuff like that, but we we are the problem. Like I don't think. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm a problem that Liberia has. We all, we all have them. Like, people go to like these poor neighborhoods. They try to shame the people that live there. But you can also see yourself as a vessel, a vessel to help. Mm -hmm. And like, it's still like the work, the right mindset. My thing is all about mindset. If you get people to start thinking the right way, they'll start doing the right things. So we should be more, be more of teachers than like shamers or like shunners. If that's a word, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you can't shun people for, you know, their environment. And then if you have, like you said something very um, profound, you said, you know, be a vessel. You, If you can help change yeah. that mindset or them, that little kid that, oh, my parents want me. <laughs> yeah, bear with us, you know, the, the internet don't want us to be great. Mm -hmm. But we're going to be great anyway. Let's see if he if he can hopefully, come back. Hopefully his phone didn't die. Hmm. Okay, guys. Unfortunately, um, running and that's just something technical happened. But at least we have good quality, and I'm sure this is not going to be his last time on the show. Um, you guys make sure you go find him on. What, what do you use? Ace Apple, iTunes. Yeah, uh, 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 Apple. I, I found him on Apple. Apple streaming service. <laughs> Yeah, and I've been listening to him on Spotify. Um, so like they said, he said he's on all platforms. 
um, definitely go um, check him out. Um, I will put his handlers or his handles on IG and Twitter um, in here. Um, I know on Twitter, you can find him at RNNE231. Um, I'm not sure what it is on IG, but oh, it's the same. it'll be probably, it could be the same. It's, yeah, but it's the same. I got, I'm looking at it. <laughs> oh, it's the same. Okay, it's the same mm-hmm. thing. So, you guys make sure you check him out. Um, go support him. You know, like he was saying something as far as uh, Liberians, we 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 love other cultures, other African countries that celebrate them. Let's celebrate our people too and uplift each other. And um, you know, run the numbers up. Ace, what are your handles? Uh, Instagram Ace underscore Alpha the number two. Twitter Ace underscore Y U N G the number two. Get at me. All right, and you can find me on IG as Patrick85, on Twitter as Patrick underscore 85, and the podcast as Korean versus Culture on both IG and Twitter. We'll have you guys later. We're out of here. Until next time, keep living life outside the box.